And so the reason why I really invite you to write this letter to money is because the financial awareness that you're going to gain through this exercise is going to be so powerful. And yes, like me, like I can feel it right now in my voice and my eyes are watering right now. I still get emotional, but the difference is that now I don't hold it. I let it go. I release it because my body wants to do that. My body wants to release the things that I'm still healing. You are listening to the Say Hola Well podcast, a show dedicated to the stigmatize the idea of wanting more money. More money, more options for you, your family, and our community to become financially free. I am your host, Lucy King. I am on a mission to help decolonize wealth for Latinas, and here is how I do it. I talk about building generational wealth through a holistic lens. I give you the strategies, the mindset, and the ideas to create generational wealth and also break away from a culture of silence. Ya sabes, that believe that in our cultura, no se habla de dinero. We don't talk about money. I am a first-gen investor who went from believing I had to work mentally and physically hard for money to now having multiple investment accounts and run a business that I love. I am a mom, a wife, speaker, and author ready to help you create wealth beyond your ancestors' wildest dreams. Welcome to the Say Hola Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to follow us on social if you are loving the podcast, want to build community, and you want to learn creative ways to increase your income. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, and of course, on our website at www.sayolawell.com. If you feel inspired by any of the episodes, it will mean the world to me if you can leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. This is how other mujeres find us. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk to you about why you should write a letter to money. That's right. I want you to write a cartita, a carta, whatever you want to call it, to money. And the reason why I'm talking about these during this beautiful month is because there's so much love happening and there's so many things when i reflect on like romance and how i used to think of love i always think about writing letters like i remember being a little girl writing letters to like my friends to show them like how i was grateful for them for the day of the love and the friendship el dia del amor y de la amistad and so i wanted to also share this with you because I have been reflecting on some of the things that I had to do when I started my wealth building journey. You might have been one of those amazing listeners that have been with me since the beginning of the launch of the podcast, or maybe you just found me, but I had so much money baggage when I started my journey. And so writing a letter to money was something that had so many benefits to me, but also some benefits for the people that I coach. Like I have seen amazing transformations from my clients from the moment they decided to do this exercise and really embracing the fact that, hey, 
I do want more money. I love money because the way we describe money and wealth in this community, money and wealth is not just about the dollar figure in your bank account. Wealth is all about the gifts that you have, how you can help your family, how you can help your community. So we don't focus on the monetary value of money or wealth, but we actually focus on how our money and our wealth can really create and be used to give back because this is who we are, is what we love doing. And so on this episode, I want to talk to you about the benefits of doing it. I want to tell you when you should do it. And then I'm also going to share with you how you want to do it. Okay, so let's go ahead and start with the benefits. The biggest benefit of you writing a letter to money is you create financial awareness. Let me say that again. You create financial awareness of your thoughts, of your emotions, and also of the patterns that are keeping you from embracing generational wealth building. Let me tell you a very short story on how my money avoidance and the lack of financial awareness cost me close to six years over the course of two years. When I was in my corporate career, I decided to apply to become essentially an assistant general manager, which I have worked for this company for many years. So I was given the opportunity to take on this role and I was offered a salary of $45,000 which to me as a first generation Latina who was used to get compensated by the hour, of course, this was like a shit lot of money. I remember thinking, whoa, like I'm rich. I have so much money. And so rather than preparing for this opportunity through understanding that it was okay for me to negotiate at that point, understanding that, hey, I need to find out my market value. I didn't do any of that. I was just grateful for the opportunity. Like many of us are, right? When we first get that opportunity to create something, we are so grateful. And the thing is, we can still be grateful, but we have to secure our money. We have to secure the bag. Now, one day, because I was in a managing role, I was giving access to salary bands. And so if you're not familiar with that, what that means is that essentially, if you are in a management position, which most managers and HR people are able to have access to these, you're able to check the salary and the compensation of everybody that works for the company, perhaps everyone that works within that region. And so I remember one day I was given the task of working on a business plan and I was trained on how to write it. I was trained on how to deliver it. I was trained on everything. And I was so excited to do these. And as I'm prepping for this meeting, I remember looking at the salary band between my boss and me. And there was a $42,000 gap. Now he had more experience than me for sure, because he was an older gentleman. He was also a white man, but that's besides the point. He did have more experience than me within the industry. However, I was doing exactly the same things he was doing, if not more. And I remember looking at this, my salary and his salary, and I was like, what? 
How is he making so much more when I'm the one doing the work, when I'm literally doing exactly what he's doing? The only difference is that my title is different. And I was in shock. But because I had so much money trauma, because I had so much money baggage, and because I honestly didn't have a mentor at this time who I can go and say, hey, I'm underpaid, I did nothing. I did nothing for two years. But throughout those years, what was my identity? My identity was I have to go back to school. I have to go back to school so I can match this white man and his expertise so I can be worthy and deserving of the compensation that he's getting. And let's just have that thought sit for a moment. I thought that going back to school was a solution for me when in reality, I wish I would have known that what I needed was to understand that, hey, just the way you're managing the company's management, you can also manage your money at home. But because I grew up in a household where money was so scarce, where money was the conflict of abuse, the conflict of shame, the conflict of you think you're better than us, I didn't do anything. And so the reason why I really invite you to write this letter to money it's because the financial awareness that you're going to gain through this exercise is going to be so powerful. And yes, like me, like I can feel it right now in my voice and my eyes are watering right now. I still get emotional, but the difference is that now I don't hold it. I let it go. I release it because my body wants to do that. My body wants to release the things that I'm still healing. If this podcast resonates with you and you are ready to embrace becoming financially free and build generational wealth, I would like to invite you to apply to work with me privately. It is the most intimate way to connect with me and you will be fully supported to achieve your financial goals once and for all. Here's what past clients have said about working with me. One of my clients said, I feel confident in ways I can invest my money. You have helped me connect the dots on how investing truly works. It is simple, fun, and less scary than I thought. Another client said, I have so much clarity on the mindset blockers that were holding me back from increasing my wealth. And many of my clients have said that investing in financial coaching has been one of the best investments they ever made. If you are ready to see these mujeres and their beautiful faces, go ahead and head over to my Instagram account so you can hear it directly from them. And make sure that you click on the highlights under results. And if you feel inspired, go ahead and schedule a call today using the link in the show notes. Now let's get back to the show. Through this process, you're also going to be able to find some patterns. When I did this exercise, my patterns were shame. I feel shame for wanting more money. I feel shame for not having savings. I feel shameful for not negotiating enough. I feel shameful for wanting to tell my my mom that at that point, I needed to stop helping her financially so I could achieve my goals first. I feel so bad. 
but I was able to identify those patterns. And because of that, now I'm able to continue to help my family, but also my goals are priority. And here's the other thing too. I just told you I'm crying, releasing right now as I'm recording the podcast. I was able to see that my emotions are valid and that it's okay to cry because growing up, I was always told, be tough, push through. We don't have time for that. Suck it up. You don't want to show your weaknesses, things like that. And so now I feel good. I'm not crying anymore. And actually my body feels good just releasing the tears that I had as I'm recording the podcast. And for some of the clients that I've helped in the past, they're able to identify that the reason why they have so much money avoidance or maybe because why they are heavy overspenders or super savers is because their emotions have a big role into this. For example, I had a client who could not be alone. Like she physically could not be alone in her apartment. And anytime her, anytime she was alone, she felt that she had to leave. And anytime she left her apartment, she was going to the mall. She was going out to drink. She was like overspending. She was doing all of these. And so because of this exercise, she was able to do the, hey, I actually have a big problem being with myself. And so because of that, we were able to work on additional coaching that eventually allowed her to release the feeling of I have to go, I have to leave. And we were able to create safety within her place enough to where she started cooking. She started enjoying being alone. Alone. She started implementing self-care. And so just think about that. I had other clients that through this exercise, they realized that they were big people pleasers and that anytime people will say, let's go to the mall, take me out to eat. Can I borrow money? They're like, yeah, here it is. And this process helped them identify those patterns. So that's why I'm inviting you to do this for at home, especially this year is 2024. I want you to achieve your financial goals. And so let me move to the next one, which is when should you write a letter to money? I don't want you to write a letter to money when you feel that there isn't enough money. I don't want you to write a letter to money when you're getting ready to negotiate your salary. I want you to be intentional with this writing process and I want you to actually schedule it. As you're listening to the podcast, as soon as you finish listening, I want you to put it on your cell phone. Make a money day with money so you can write a letter to it. And the the thing is block like 30 minutes and I know it, it feels oh my god that's a lot of time to write but once you're there like it, things just come and you write and you write and again the goal is for you to find the patterns and create the financial awareness don't write a letter to money when you're pissed off at your partner don't write a letter to money when you're about to look at your spending plan or your budget be intentional about it, okay? And number three is, I'm gonna tell you how you should do it because you might be wondering, okay, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing, but now I feel that I don't know how I should do it, okay? So the first thing I want you to do is, I want you to write this letter to money as if money was your best friend, okay? I want you to start by saying how much you care for it, or if you don't care for it enough, I also want you to say that. I want you to think about what do you want to do with your best friend? Do you want to go on vacation? Do you want to, do you want to go to like your dream vacation? Do you wanna to go to Disneyland? Do you wanna to go to Paris? Do you want to go to Mexico? Where do you wanna go with your best friend money? I also want 
want you to be intentional about how you want to use your money to help yourself first break cycles and then help your family and then our community. And lastly, I want you to write down what boundaries would you have with your best friend money? Because we all have had the toxic friendship at some point in our life. Maybe you have it right now where a friend is a friend is someone who takes, but is not someone who gives, right? And so I want you to be intentional about it. Once you finish, I want you to go back and read it and look for those patterns that I'm talking about. My pattern was money avoidance. I have clients, like I mentioned, that they had problems with people pleasing. I had clients that had problems with being alone because they had to believe that money safety came from their money when in reality is money safety comes from us 100%. You have the capacity and the ability to create money safety. You are your money safety. And so let me recap. I went over the three things on why you should write a letter to money. Number one was financial awareness. The benefits of writing a letter to money, which was financial awareness. I also talked to you about when you should write a letter to money and when you shouldn't. And then I gave you some journal prompts on how to do it. So I hope this episode really serves you and I hope that you really take action. I want you to break generational cycles and I want you to embody generational wealth building. And if you are already in a good financial position, meaning that you have a fully peace of mind, meaning that you already have investments, I want you to want to retire early. Okay. So thank you again for listening and I will see you next week. What if I told you there is a way to get paid for the skills, knowledge, and the expertise you already have? Introducing Jefas and Wealth, a private offer for the beginner and aspiring coach who wants to build a business where they can make money while pursuing financial freedom and, of course, create more impact in our community. There are a million ways to make a million and you might be sitting on the best idea that you can monetize. If you are ready to learn more, make sure you check the link in the show notes. On the Say Hola Well podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes and it does not constitute legal, accounting, tax, or other legal advice. Listeners should not act upon the content information without seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professionals. We assume no responsibility for the information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracy, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitute an explicit understanding of acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.